Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. I wanted to talk to you guys today about the concept of taking others as your own or basically expanding your sphere of love to all. And this really came to me, or I've been thinking about this today because I've been thinking about, interestingly enough, I've been thinking about fish and we have a pond in my backyard and we have this fish in my backyard that is really, really big and she loves my mom. My mom named her Janina and my mom and this fish have this very beautiful connection and the fish doesn't have the connection with anyone else namely because we don't really put the effort into having the connection with her that my mom does and my mom doesn't feed this fish and so you know a lot of times relationships with animals are formed when we have some sort of like you know we're feeding them and then they like us right so my mom doesn't feed the fish she's never fed the fish in her life the fish just eats Janina she eats um you know in this pond whatever is in there I guess you know just naturally like a fish does and my mom for years just goes out and she calls out Janina, Janina and the fish just immediately swims over to my mom, Janina does and you know they just she just sits up by my mom and my mom just sits up by her and my mom like talks to her and they just have this really cute relationship and if I go out back and I call Janina, Janina she won't come but if my mom goes out and calls Janina she comes right away it's honestly really beautiful and crazy and my mom just puts this attention and this effort in you know to the relationship and she's formed this beautiful relationship with this fish now I've never heard of, I mean, maybe I've seen things online of relationships with fish and whatnot. I mean, I actually have. I've seen like divers who have a relationship with a specific fish and the fish loves them and whatnot. Um, But I never really had necessarily a, a specific relationship, a depth of a relationship with a fish. But it really did get me thinking about the inherent sacredness and value in all, right? And how a lot of times as humans, we only place that value if we recognize it, right? So let's talk about that for a second. So my mom, right, has a relationship with this fish. Now, what most people would do is they would say, okay, now because I see this fish as I see the fish, I see the fish truly for what they are. I see them as sacred. I see them as special. I see them as sweet. I see them as, you know, sentient. I see them as, um, you know, a, a beautiful individual, right? Just an individual. I, I respect them. You, you come into a, a you know, a, a a relationship in which you're sharing and and you form mutual respect and mutual love for one another, right? Now, most people say, I love, because of my love for that thing, therefore, because I love it, therefore it becomes 
special. It becomes something that's within my sphere of protection. I think that that individual fish should not be harmed, right? But then what we don't understand is that it's not our recognition of the inherent value of that animal or being or person that makes it special. It's the fact that what makes it special is that it has inherent value innately. We are only just recognizing it in one individual fish or one individual person or one individual thing because we are in relationship with that thing. But every single fish, right, has the same inherent value as that individual fish, right? So, but because we form a relationship, let's say I'm just going with my mom in this example, with this fish, we say, oh, that fish matters, but all the other fish don't, right? And so let's expand this outside of fish, right? We say this to animals, we say this to people, right? Like people say this about, um, let's say dogs, my, you know, dogs, let's say my dogs matter or just say dogs in general, because humans have formed a relationship with dogs that we view dogs as inherently valuable. Now, let's say cows who are equally as valuable as dogs. We just have decided collectively to recognize the value in dogs. Cows are equally as valuable and sacred and equally as deserving of rights, right? We deem that dogs I mean at least in the United States we deem most of us that dogs deserve rights and that they're valuable but we might look at cows and say well no they don't deserve the same rights or we might see one cow and because of our viewing of that cow because we are saying oh I like that cow we the only place that cow on a sphere of importance because we are viewing it. So what we're really saying is my viewing of you or my like of you is important, but we're not actually acknowledging the inherent importance or value of that being innately. That's what I'm trying to get across here is that we need to step out of the idea that others are only valuable when we are viewing them as valuable because what we're inherently valuing there is our own valuing. We're only valuing the fact that we value them. We're not valuing the fact that they're inherently valuable. And that is a problem. I believe that's called cognitive dissonance um, most of the time. But, you know, that that's a problem because when we also do that with humans, right, we have a lot of difficulty extending empathy. We have a lot of difficulty, actually. We have a lot of difficulty. I was talking about in my YouTube video, I was talking about unconditional love. But we have a really huge difficulty navigating codependency and unconditional love, right? So we don't understand how do I keep myself, my heart open to someone else while also not abandoning myself, Right. So we either say I'm going to close my heart or we say I'm going to open my heart. But now I've lost my sense of self. I have no standards. I have no boundaries. And, you know, and both of those those ways of existing are not helpful. So what we want where we want to go to is we want to go to a space of complete unconditional love for all because we view and we see the innate value in all. But we're able to, you know, and this is what for humans, we're able to discern Uh, you know, I can keep my heart open to you. I have a podcast episode on keeping your heart open. That's innately or inherently what I was talking about. Um, 
And so you can keep your heart open while also having standards and having boundaries and maybe never talking to that person again. But when we only allow ourselves, because we don't really know how to do this and we either teeter into complete, you know, codependency or closing our hearts, we don't know how to keep our hearts open and also not be codependent, right? So because we have difficulty with that, we tend to extend, you know, grace and empathy, albeit in in a codependent way, but we still expand expand, um, our, our sphere of empathy and grace and whatnot and Uh, understanding to those that we know or that we care about and this is you know just kind of what humans do right when we're in a base level of more of a primal way of existing right we say this is my family therefore I care about them they are in my sphere of protection but your family is not or we say this is my country because I'm taking it as mine, this is my thing. And that's, that's you know, there's, there's a place for that. And there's also, there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a, this is mine, so therefore I'm protecting it. But also everyone is mine and this whole earth is mine, aka I'm taking everything into my sphere of love. So therefore everything is within my sphere of protection. Everything is within my sphere of love. Everyone is within my sphere of protection. Everyone is within my sphere of love. And I might, you know, um, care or be affected more or prioritize the protection of my immediate family or whatnot if there's a threat. But we have to extend our sphere of love and protection and care outside of just what we deem as ours. We have to expand our our understanding to everything as ours or really what it is is just everyone and everything has inherent value and so when we take this example for what we do a lot of times to animals what we do to you know a fish right we might say that fish because I am in relationship with them I am deeming them as I do not want to kill them I'm deeming them as like I they have inherent value only because I see it but you know, I might go and have fish at a restaurant because I didn't know that fish. So therefore, I don't care. And that's a problem because then what we're doing is we're saying, I'm actually not valuing the inherent value in that fish. I'm valuing my own valuing. I'm only just valuing myself and my own feelings because I think I would be hurt if something happened to them or I am seeing it. So therefore, it matters versus it is there, therefore it matters. Like it, the inherent value is there. I don't need to see it. I don't need to be in relationship with them. They don't need to offer me anything in return. They have inherent value, therefore it matters, right? Instead of I see it, therefore there's inherent value, therefore it matters. There's a really big difference. And that's the way that most people, you know, the latter is the way that most people interact with life, you know, with with everything. And that's a problem. And that's one of the reasons that when I was expanding it to country and community and whatnot, that's one of the reasons that there's so much division in our world because we say about, you know, let's say our country or this community or whatever else is mine that I deem as valuable. We say, this is mine. Therefore, 
I am, you know, prioritizing it and it's okay to prioritize it, but it's, we say that this is mine, therefore I care, but that's yours, therefore I don't care. And we see this a lot with war and with countries. And I would implore everybody to look at it on a fractal scale and see where that you do this in your own life and see where you do this in your own life. And when we can begin to no longer interact in this way in our own life, we become the vehicle for a new way of existing, a new blooming consciousness on the earth that we need. And so if we can see where do I do this in my own life, you know, where where is this happening in my own life and how can I enter into the sacred with all, how can I do that? How can I do that in my own life? And how can I begin to enter into a viewpoint of valuing, innate valuing of all, right? Instead of just innate valuing of my own valuing, which is a innately, I'm saying innate a lot, but I inherently, and I'm also saying inherently a lot, but an inherently, uh, you know, self-centered egocentric point of view right is when we value our own valuing instead of valuing for the sake of their own value right and those are really two different things and so we want to I mean at least I would hope we want to end war we want to end violence we want to end conflict so how do we do that right and there's a lot of ways in which we are to do that but one of the ways that we can do that is we can reorganize our consciousness so that we are not in a state we are not in a consciousness state that we are conduits for the mindset or the way of viewing the world that breeds war that breeds violence that breeds these types of ways of existing right and so when we reorganize the way that we view life that we view others that we view our relationships that we view the earth that we view animals when we reorganize the way that we view life to extend it out into a an inherent space of value we become a conduit to peace and unconditional love and you know anti-war we become a conduit for that individually and I'm a really big proponent of both seeing things that you want to change in the world and going out and changing them but also simultaneously seeing the things that you want to change in the world and then looking on a fractal degree where do I where am I a proponent of that in my own life and then where can I change that in my own life and so then therefore how that I become then a vehicle for the change of this in the world because I am no longer identifying with that way of being in my own life, right? Like let's say just for example, and you know, a really good book on this is called, what is it called? Um, Emergent Strategy. I can't believe I remember that. I read it in college actually. When I was a senior in college, I read it, Emergent Strategy, and I want to say it's by Adrian Marie Brown. I cannot believe I remember that, but I read this, you know, my senior year in college at NYU. I believe her name is Adrian Marie Brown and she wrote Emergent Strategy. Wow, that just impressed myself that I remembered her name and the title. But she talks about this a lot. And 
she she really speaks about this really wonderfully in that book it's a really really great book and i honestly probably reference a lot it a lot unconsciously i i go and use her ideas so i'm glad i just remembered that and and spoke about that but she you know great book really amazing thought leader adrian marie, marie brown and you know and so one of the things she talks about actually is i believe she talks about fractals uh, you know the fractals of the whole so changing the whole but also changing the fractals and i believe one of the examples she gives is democracy and so i believe that in the book and i don't i i'm saying i believe because it was either in the book or it was a discussion that we had in class about the book <laughs> um so it was one of the two right but you know something around this book we had this conversation it was actually a really cool class it was just like a little one credit class that i took it was i think we met once maybe every other week and um yeah the teacher was really really interesting and uh we we read this book and we would talk about it and it was i believe the, the class was about you know identifying different ways of being and relating to like social justice movements and whatnot but anyway we in the in the book or in the class we talked about how democracy when we view democracy right we want to if we take the idea of democracy we want to create democratic systems let's say democracy within a country let's say our own country right we want to create more democracy in our own country more power to the people more uh, of people's voices being heard more equality whatnot let's say that's what that's what we you know believe democracy is and that's what we want now in the book or in the class what we're then asked is how do i create that in my own life then I want democracy so bad outside of me and most people are always chasing you know especially in social justice movements i want this outside of me i want freedom i want liberation i want democracy i want this and that and the other i want nonviolence. but then in their own lives they're violent they're not democratic right i remember either in the book or in the class we talked about democracy and in, in frag in fractals and how you know, in democracy, we want people talking about, I want democracy, we want democracy, we want more equality. But then in their family systems, there's no equality and there's no democracy. The children, we have authoritative family systems where the children are treated as, you know, lesser, as, uh, you know, not as enslaved a lot of times, as lesser, as, as not full humans. And we don't have democracy in our families we don't have democracy in our friendships we don't have liberation in our friendships we don't have these these ways of interacting in that we want to see in the world but we don't create we're not a conduit for that ourselves and we don't create systems like that within the own ways we interact in the world and this is the problem with a lot of a lot of things a lot of you know movements a lot of times is that the heart is in the right place right like i want I know that this is what I want. I want freedom. I want liberation. I want this and that and the other. But when that's actually, when when we really try to achieve that, it's really difficult for a lot of the people in the social justice movements to achieve because they are not actually a vibrational match with the things that they want. Therefore, when they try to achieve them or when they try to, let's say they 
let's say you overthrow a government um, and then the new government comes in that's saying they want democracy and freedom and whatnot, but none of the people are actually democratic in their own lives and free in their own lives and believe in those principles and the way that they interact, innately it will literally be impossible for them to create a system that sustains democracy and freedom and liberation and and love and and nonviolence because they are not conduits of that therefore they it's almost impossible to actually create something that you are not right it's it's it just doesn't work and so that's one of the you know one of the really big problems with a lot of liberation movements is that although people's hearts are in the right place when push comes to shove it's really hard for the people whose hearts are in the right place to create these systems of genuine lasting liberation or freedom because those people are not liberated or free something i'll be discussing in my book (laughs) and from a liberated and free standpoint uh giving kind of the way forward so talk about that in my book but um yeah so that's that's something to consider but I really think that it's really important to acknowledge where we are only viewing others only viewing you know others or other beings or anything really as valuable because we place value in it so what we're actually valuing is our own like of it our own love of it that's the only thing we're valuing we're not actually valuing the thing itself and that is how unconditional love is stifled that's how non that's how violence is you know accrued and acted upon because we say this thing this person this being whatever is only valuable because i like them we see this a lot of times with um you know when people say well you know i have a black friend right like i what they're innately saying is i like that black person or they say i have a gay friend therefore blah 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 but i can still say all this and that or do all this and that um what they're saying is that you know i like this one individual or i like i'm valuing my own liking of this person But because I'm not actually valuing the inherent value of that person, I'm only valuing my own like of them. I cannot actually see all of them as valuable because I don't even see this one person as valuable. I only see my own liking of them as valuable. And we do this in a lot of really small ways. And, you know, we do this in a lot of a lot of ways and we need to really be mindful of this and extend our sphere of understanding to encompass the fact that everyone and every being has innate value and it doesn't have anything to do with how we view them. It doesn't have to do with our seeing of the value. It doesn't have to do with our acknowledgement of the value. They're valuable because they are period you know that's it and so when we start to come into that less egocentric way of existing we become conduits for so much more love and peace and freedom and liberation in our world so I'd like to leave you guys off with with that thought and you know I've been thinking about that a lot today and 
what that means and I've been thinking about it with animals and um yeah so that's those are my thoughts for today thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you guys soon I'm doing YouTube videos every Saturday at 12 p.m so you can tune into my YouTube channel and I'll be posting there and yeah I love you guys so much thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon bye you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need Viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.